0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Inside sources. Inside sources. Inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. There was a lot of hand wringing and hyperventilating from activists and politicians across the spectrum. Many that called this week's supreme court ruling in the west virginia versus the epa a loss for the planet the planet is on fire there's no way for the government to fight back and on and on and on and on it went but could it actually speed up our transition to green energy it's time to think again let's go think you know the news of the day think again Thrilled to have back on the program with us Phil Rossetti. He's a resident senior fellow at the R Street Institute and one of our favorite thinkers out there. And, uh, Phil, of course, when the Supreme Court made the ruling yesterday uh, in the West Virginia case, uh, I've been making the case that they really just said in the ruling, Congress, do your job. And agencies, you don't have that power. Uh, Was it as simple as that? Is there more to that? What should we be looking at as, uh, as we come out of it?
2: Uh, that is a definitely a very simple way of putting it and uh, a good way of putting it. Uh, so I think the way to think about this is if we go back in time a little bit and we look back to 2007, there was a big Supreme Court case as to whether or not carbon dioxide had to be regulated by the EPA. And there they ruled, yes, this is a pollutant, therefore the EPA must regulate it the same as it does other pollutants. Uh, however, where the EPA got into trouble was in 2015, the Obama administration uh, promulgated an expansive rule called the Clean Power Plan. And in that rule, the compliance would have required the retirement of coal plants to actually meet the emission targets. So this is, you know, created this big uh, question. And this was actually a major questions issue because Trump vacated the Clean Power Plan. So the dissenters say, hey, there's no rule, you know, we shouldn't even be talking about this. But the court said, no, we need to actually know if EPA has this authority. And they determined that Because this covers all these issues that are outside of the EPA's uh, established authority, things like electric reliability, energy security concerns, that the EPA cannot have a regulation that effectively says you must do this in the electricity system where you are retiring sources and changing the makeup of the electricity system. Instead, they're limited to only saying how to operate existing plants cleaner, which is traditionally how they've addressed air pollution.
1: Yeah, it's it's so interesting to me that there were such a wide range of uh, reactions to the ruling yesterday. You know, some saying, oh, you know, this is, this means we can, you know, just crank up all those smokestacks and, you know, let it rip. And, and you know, we're going to have uh, smokestacks under Delicate Arch here in southern Utah and, you know, all the parade of horribles on that side. Others saying, you know, this is the greatest victory in the history of energy companies uh, and they should spike the ball. Uh, and to me, it wasn't it wasn't any of those things, because in the end, this really didn't have a lot of impact in terms of, of policy or, or climate impact. Right.
2: That That's absolutely true. And I think this is something that's really getting missed is when we look at the actual emissions in the electricity uh, in electric power sector, we actually met the targets of the clean power plan over a decade early. And mm-hmm. that was not because of the rule, because the rule was thrown out. It was because the market is simply saying, hey, you know, natural gas and renewables and a lot of these energy sources are cheaper than coal, and we're retiring these plants anyway because they're very old. So we see the market functionality already achieving this, and it's not really clear how much new regulation would really change things. Uh, So that's something that is just kind of important to keep in mind is that the market is the bigger driver, and part of that is because the EPA has to have constraints on how it promotes these rules. It has to say, hey, we've done analysis that says that this is achievable or realistic economically. And very often things change. You have innovation that totally changes the, the landscape, which is exactly what happened. So I don't see this decision as necessarily worsening climate and it's certainly not gonna bring coal back because the economics uh, simply make that not feasible for most facilities.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's so interesting that often we do talk about the the market will drive thing, and and is it the market driving? Is it is it the market anticipating what the government could do next or might do next? Uh, a lot of times we end up with a lot of good intentions, you know, coming out of of agencies, but those, uh, to your point, often is that's not that's not enough. It's not enough for them just to have this is an important thing right. or we think this is good. It's got to be more than that.
2: Right, right. That's exactly what we're seeing here. Uh, It's not really about the intent. It's about did Congress actually give EPA the authority to have this much of an expansive rulemaking? And they said no. And Congress, uh, as you pointed out, now the ball is in their court. And I, I think some people have pointed out that maybe Congress is kind of dragging their heels on this issue because there have been a lot of members who say, oh, you know, we're just going to have a new regulation or we need to prop up regulation. And they just want to give more regulatory authority to the agencies to do this. But really, the court's saying here, hey, you know, the court uh, the Congress has already rejected cap and trade so many times. And if they actually want to have a cap and trade program or something similar, they need to actually vote on it and, and pass it, not just let the EPA assume that it can.
1: Yeah. One of the uh Things that we noted yesterday was the uh, the tweet from uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, you know, saying that the, the earth was on fire and, you know, this extreme court uh, has you know taken away all of our ability to fight back, you know. Uh, and yet we know Elizabeth Warren could go to the floor of the Senate today if she wanted to and introduce a piece of legislation and build a coalition and actually pass something. Uh, and even with that, it may not go as far as what the market has already done on its own.
2: That's right. You know, there's really nothing stopping uh, Congress from coming together, at least trying to find some middle ground on climate policy that is workable or reaching some sort of compromise if it's as important an issue for them as they often claim. Uh, And it's also a a good thing to keep in mind that if the EPA or if this ruling hadn't happened, if this uh, Supreme Court decision had not come out, what would have happened is the administration would have spent years Creating a new rule, and very likely that rule would have simply been shot down the same way that the Clean Power Plan was. So, in a way, this uh, decision is actually helpful because it's a bit of a kick in the pants for Congress to actually do what it's supposed to do and not just have the EPA come out with rule after rule that gets shot down, because that is something that happened not just on climate issues, but On other uh, uh, pollution issues under the Obama administration, the mercury toxic standards and all these rules that the courts said, no, this is beyond your authority and and you have to redo it.
1: Yeah. One of the things that you've written about, Phil, that I I wanted to ask you about was uh, often we know that the it's the local, it's the it's the state, it's the city uh, that can often spur more, you know, of the green energy or more of the things that we want in terms of of climate and, and being careful stewards of the environment. Uh, Is this ruling also an opportunity in that space for, you know, cities and and towns to be able to incentivize and and help actually change the dynamic in terms of the the outcomes?
2: Yeah, I, I think when we start to look at what is the decision making process after this decision, we now see, okay, there is going to be less of an impediment to investors where they are left wondering as to What level of climate regulation might come in the future? So now there's a bit more impetus and a bit more freedom to say, hey, you know, we've got these opportunities. We know that we're not going to, you know, build a a power plant that might get, uh, you know, a a rule or regulation that says, hey, you can't do this now or you have to retire this in 10 years. Uh, So it is helpful in a way, it it gives a clearer market signal.
1: Excellent. Uh, Anything else we should be watching for uh, coming on the backside of of this ruling and what we might see either at the state and local level or at the federal level?
2: Yeah, I think the the biggest takeaway is this wasn't something that was unexpected. Uh, When the Clean Power Plan was stayed, that was, I believe, the first time that the Supreme Court had ever stayed a regulation like that before it was even heard in a lower court. Uh, the clean power plan was always a, a test of the limits, and the idea that we would just keep testing the limits and, and finding uh, some loophole that lets the EPA uh, circumvent Congress was never a realistic approach to Congress, or sorry, uh, a realistic approach to climate change. So, the, don't miss the forest for the trees, right? We need to think about real, effective policy, and not just saying, okay, we're just going to let EPA handle it.
1: Yeah, I, I always hated that as a uh, staffer looking through the bills and there would be, you know, big sections that would simply say we hereby bequeath, you know, <laughs> all power and authority to decide right. what this is and enforce the laws and uh, be judge, jury and executioner to uh, to this agency or that. Uh, always, always drove me crazy. Uh, and so that's right. a, an important piece. Uh, Phil Rossetti, always appreciate your perspective, especially in this area. And again, it, it's one that we all have to remember that uh, the sky is not falling. Uh, that things didn't really change. We're ahead of schedule on so many pieces of the puzzle, uh, but it's really about Congress doing its job in the end, uh, not having an agency or an executive branch uh, overreaching and trying to control it all from command and control central. Phil, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Again, we got to avoid the fake fight, the false choice. We're doing better than we think, and we can do better. Congress has to do its job. We need to do our job. And that's how America gets done. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one.